Yo, Nick, are you down? I don't know, Lucas. I'm not not down. Are you down? Not not down. Alrighty, welcome to the Not Not Down podcast. My name is Lucas Huerta. My name is Nick Winicky. Um, okay, so I'm waiting for you to clear the air. <laughs> okay, all right. So we're not restarting this whole thing. This is we're all messed up. Um, as far as clear, hang on, wait, fuck, I had something. Okay, all right, I wh- whatever. I don't have an actual clear the air. Like I didn't, I didn't say something incorrect as of as of last week. So do you have any like legitimate like clear the airs on things? Fuck, I had something. Well, I do want to start off by saying uh, apologize to everyone for Spotify. We had a big issue with uploading the episode. So just trying to communicate with our hosting provider and then Spotify. And it was over the weekend, so everything was delayed a little bit. Look, they sent me some type of coding configuration um, in their email and wanted me to read the guidebook on like how to embed something in a website. And I was like, homie, I tried taking a computer science class and I barely passed so i had no i didn't know what they were talking about and we just decided to delete the episode and then re-upload it which ended up working and i'm just surprised that they couldn't tell us that so apologize for everyone who relies on spotify to listen to their episodes going forward we know now that if we ever run into a similar issue that we can just do the same thing to resolve it yeah i don't know it, it was just one of those things where neither lucas or i are i guess super technical maybe that's the term but it was after two days, things weren't working, and they were sending us all these really technical emails. And finally, Saturday morning, I'm just like, why don't we just wipe the slate clean and redo it? Like, something happened, and then it ended up working. It, it, it was almost like, you know how your internet will be messed up, and you'll be on customer support for like an hour or something, and then finally at the end of it, you're just like, screw it, and you unplug the modem and plug it back in, and it works again? Like, that's exactly what happened with our episode. So, we're sorry about that. Yeah, it was annoying, but everything's good now. We will probably be releasing more content than we usually do up until Thursday just to make up for the lost time. Well, um, but but this episode comes out on Thursday, Friday. That's good news <laughs> for some of you and bad news. Oh, shit. Yeah, it'll be after this episode yeah. is already released. <laughs> I just realized that. Well, this is us like in the future, forgetting that we're in the future. (laughs) I should be saying, if you realized we were releasing more content than usual, some of you will be happy about that and some of you will be pissed about that. Look, I don't make the rules. I just... Actually, I do make the rules. This is my podcast. Yeah, you, I was going to say, yeah, this, this is um, this is lots of rule making that we're doing here. <laughs> we actually are in control of everything we do. Yeah, so that's right. We actually are the rules. Yeah, we, yeah, we are the rules. I like that statement. I am the rules. <laughs> okay. Um, were there any other like points you want to bring up before moving in? We didn't really do any headline news. We didn't do any research or anything. It's probably, that's probably why we have no clear of the air. It's- that's a good point. It was mostly us just like talking about like day to day life, which is a, which is, which is a good thing. One thing that I want to bring up again is I want to rehash that high conversation that we had with Morgan. Um, and as you're listening to this, you'll have noticed that like throughout the week, we've, we've, posted some polls and are trying to get some uh, feedback responses. Something I want to know about, and this isn't a clear of the air, this is more of an open-ended question to the listeners, is I want to know the male version of hi. 
So last week we were talking about how girls start conversations by saying hi with three eyes over dating apps just as like a way to get it going. And it's mm-hmm. kind of the stupid cardboard thing. I want to know what like the guy version of it is. Yeah. Do you have, do you have an idea? Um, no, I mean, I, other than, I don't know, I can't think of any, like where a guy can't think of any ideas or can't, can't think of anything funny and he just wants to like punt or audible to the girl to yeah. like take over. That's kind of a pussy move if that's what you're doing. I mean... I, I, I agree with that because it's, it's like the reason why I'm struggling with this is every time like I use these apps or something, like I make it a point to say something clever. Yeah. There's a lot of fish in the sea. You got to stand out a little bit. Yeah. Do you ever like as a child, like read that book, like Rainbow Fish? And he's like the little fish with the, the shiny scales. The scales, like the shiny scales. Yeah, like he had little like rainbow scales, and then all of, like the other fish were jealous. It looked like Dory from Finding Nemo. Uh, he was blue, so sort of. I don't know, but it was like the point of the story is like he had all these like shiny scales, and everyone like hated him because he was like so cool and had the shiny scales. So he gave one of his shiny scales to everyone, so they all had a shiny scale, and it was about like teamwork or something. Nick, shit like you that. remember this book like it was yesterday? I have all these very weird memories like i actually was talking to um i was talking to brandon today and one of the people in your fantasy football league their football name is annexation of puerto rico and he was asking me like i understand everyone's name but this one and i'm like oh that's a that's a movie reference from the movie little giants and he's like i have no idea what that is oh i've seen little giants so you do watch classic movies i guess so okay the thing is like as we discussed there's just too many classic movies classic movies is too broad of a category I know, but there are some that most people should see. Okay, that that is so subjective. That's so subjective. You can't just say, like, most people should see this. Because do you think, like, most, you know, say people from China need to see Little Giants? Do you think that's, like, relevant to their everyday life? Uh, but that's different. I'm talking to you. Like, when I say you, like, we were raised both in Southern California and have similar demographics, I guess. And in reference to Dude, Where's My Car? Like, I feel like you should have seen Dude, Where's My Car? Okay, I agree with that very much so. And the thing is, there's so many movies that fall in the Dude, Where's My Car kind of category. I also think it's weird. Like, you probably should have seen Star Wars. Like, I have seen Star Wars. That's such a huge... I mean, I've seen bit, bits and pieces of Star Wars. That doesn't... No, that doesn't count. Bits and pieces means, like, it was probably on TV or something, like, late night in a college dorm, and you saw, like, the last 30 minutes of it. But you weren't... You didn't actually sit down and watch it. I mean, I saw a couple of the movies in theaters. Oh, okay. Wait, I thought someone told me you haven't seen them. I haven't seen all of them. There's so many Star Wars movies, I just haven't seen them all. And, like, uh, it's not... I don't care... Okay. Based off of action movies and superhero, like you would think that I would like Star Wars, but it didn't meet my requirements. It didn't meet my bullet list of (laughs) action, make-believe, fictional suspense that I require. And But, you know, that's okay. Not all movies are going to nail that. Yeah, Movies that did nail that were like Sky High that was released on Disney Channel. That nailed it. I actually, I actually remembered that movie. Sky High, X-Men, I've already said that. Mutant X was a real bad show that I was actually into when I was younger. And I required my mom to buy it when we were at a Best Buy. It was a show, but they had DVDs where you can get a, like five of the episodes or something. Yeah. Real waste of money, but I required my mom to buy it. <laughs> When we were at a Best Buy. And then I watched it and never opened the DVD again. Oh, my God. What a real waste of money. (laughs) That's so funny. All right. This is one more random thing. And then I think we need to move into the the big news of the week. 
But watching football on Sundays, like as I've mentioned before, I, I grew up without cable. They have all of these trailers for shows on network television, like shows on NBC or shows on CBS. And it'll just be like, there's this one show, FBI. And the show was just FBI. And it's all of these FBI agents. And all of them are just like supermodels. And they're saying these really, really corny one-liners like, we got him, chief. Or like, Ray Fraction. And it's like them holding the gun. And they're like, do, 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 do. Wait, so it's not about the FBI? No, it's about the FBI. But it's this like really, really corny TV show. And they couldn't even think of like a cool name for it. So they just named it FBI. Wait a minute. Okay, I have a question. Is it the actual FBI or is it actors? No, it's actors. Like this is a a like action sitcom kind of thing. Like that sounds like an infringement on like our government. I was actually thinking the same thing. I'm like, how can you just call this TV show like FBI? Like that's just like the name of yeah. like law enforcement. I don't know how you do that. And it's like you That sounds really problematic. That's really the only name you could think of. Like FBI, that's it. And then it's just like it's obviously like a really stupid show. And I'm just thinking like I can't believe they spent yeah. all this money on this and then there's actually people that sit down or are like, Oh, I can't wait to watch FBI this week. Yeah. Or imagine meeting one of the actors that's on the show FBI. I'd be like, doo, 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 where's my FBI button to just call the actual I FBI know. and be like, yo, someone's claiming that they're on FBI. Can you guys all come here and like arrest this person right now? Yeah. Like, please get them out of here. I don't know. It's There's just so much bad television out there that it is shocking. And later on in the episode, I think we'll talk more about television that some of us might think is bad. But... Any other uh, points on this before we move into the, the big medical news of the week? Yeah, no, let's just do that. Get that out of the way. Yeah, let's do that out of the way. So we made a poll this week, and we asked our listeners to guess. Uh, but one of us tested positive for COVID, and mm-hmm. we want people to guess who it was. And we're here to tell you that it was me. So I, I got COVID this week. <laughs> um, and by this week, I mean last week. So that is my big announcement. And I kind of just want to talk about it a little bit because it was... Hold on, because you texted me before you texted our group chat. And my initial reaction was to laugh at you and make fun of you. Whereas when you texted in the group chat, everyone was consoling you and like making sure you're okay and healthy and whatnot. <laughs> oh god yeah no it's yeah i texted lucas and he's like lmao and it's like in yeah. all caps like this is so funny and then i send it to like the like the guys group chat and everyone's just like dude i hope you're doing okay like don't worry about it. like you got this man like you're gonna make it through you'll get through it like you guys chill he's not on his deathbed and then yeah and then lucas texted like in the group chat like another joke and then it was more of like these really nice like concerned texts so lucas looked like an asshole in the group chat but it is what it is um i i do want to say that i am not i i didn't have any sort of like bad symptoms um so my experience is it was other than like you kind of sound more so like Donald Duck than you have before in the past, but <laughs> maybe maybe it's also one of those things where like we've had all of the doors and windows open. I might just have like my allergies because you know there's been wind going through. But so to tell the tell the story real quick, um, last... I thought there's no wind that goes in your apartment. What do you mean? 
You made fun of me for having chapped lips last week because all the wind that's non-existent in your apartment. Okay, all right. That is a whole other thing. All right, l- l- let me get focused on this story because we're going down too many rabbit holes. See, this is what we're good at. This is the banter that we can go back and forth with. But All right. Now I'll let you go. Okay. So the story about this is that last Monday – so we're, we're now listening to this on, on Thursday or something. Last Monday – we found out, like me and Brandon found out, that we had been in contact with someone that, you know, like a week before had tested positive. So we found out on Monday. So because of that, we both and got tested ourselves. We're like, okay, we've been in some kind of proximity to this person. So we're, we're going to go just in case. So both Brandon and I got tested on Wednesday. Brandon got one of the instant tests and I got one of the two-day tests. So Brandon's instant test came back on that same day and said negative. So I thought, okay, I'm probably all right too. Whatever. I had a like very mild cold symptom. So I had like a little bit of a sore throat, a little bit of a headache. And this was on Monday and Tuesday. I thought it was completely unrelated. Anyways, Friday rolls around and I actually had plans to like go out to dinner and stuff because since Brandon's test came back negative, I thought I was fine. But lo and behold, I get the like the email uh, Friday afternoon, and it says I am positive. And by this point on Friday, I had absolutely no symptoms. I woke up, felt totally normal, but I obviously canceled all of my plans. And I, Brandon and I had been locked in our apartment for the entire time. And then we're staying at home, staying closeted. We've been ordering food in. But uh, it's, been, it's been weird. Did you write all this down? You keep looking down at something. No, it, this, it, I don't know. It, it's uh, When I'm like telling a story or saying something verbatim, I have this like tendency to just like kind of fidget with whatever's in my hand. So I'm over here. I'm playing with my uh, AirPods thing. I'm just like clicking oh, it. Okay. Continue. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But that was the story. It's like I didn't Nick's feel giving sick. his COVID speech. Yeah. I was giving my COVID speech. I just want to tell people like. I feel like every single time someone gets COVID, this is what they need to do. They need to stand up in front of people. Oh, for us, it's a podcast, but other people don't have the privilege of having a podcast. So I feel like they just need to like go stand on a balcony and have a mic and just announce to the world, Hey, everyone, this is when I got tested. This is how I got COVID. This is what I did in between my results. This is who I was exposed to. Can you imagine if that's, and then like a light beam shines down on them from up above and then it goes away as soon as their speech is done Mm -hmm. that would be cool and it was like super not fun having to text all these people that i had contact with being like hey like i tested positive covid you should probably get tested too sorry so that was great i called my parents my mom was not happy she was pissed um the other thing is like the incubation period online says between three and 14 days so i have no idea when i got exposed i don't know how i got it i don't know what the fuck happened so that was cool but well, I was with you last weekend, but I got tested last week and I'm negative. I know that was the thing. So we're going to get another test tomorrow. This is now like past me, but in future tense, I don't know. We're going to get tested again to see what happens this week. But I don't know. It, it was wild. I did nothing this weekend, though. It was pretty much as if I was quarantining, but I just decided I had some friends that went to Mammoth. I decided not to go to Mammoth. I don't know. I felt like staying put this weekend, just kind of chilled. I mean, I went to the gym and I exercised and stuff, but other than that, I just chilled at the house. It felt good because the holidays aren't over. Thanksgiving's over, but that's just the hump. Mm -hmm. That's like the pregame. 
before the storm. And so the storm is about to hit, which is everything, one thing after another. So I just felt like, you know what? I need to chill, enjoy my alone time before the storm hits. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, or go ahead. What I was going to say is on that point is I think there's a difference between you deciding that you want to like stay put and be alone and knowing that like you have to. So at first I was like pissed off that I got this test because I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, how did, how did I get it? But then it like sank in that I actually had it and I like couldn't leave. And knowing that I like couldn't leave my apartment, that was not a good feeling. So it, it's different. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's, it's different. We're like, like deciding that you want to have like a, you know, by myself weekend versus like, I have to have it because I can't leave my room. Kind of sucks to suck. Hey, I mean, at this point, numbers are growing. So, you know, you can take all the safety precautions in the world and then still get it and not know how you got it. So it's just the situation we're in. I mean, I think the only way to truly quarantine is to literally not leave your house. I know. And it it sucks. Like, you know, today I like how to get groceries and um, I took the stairs to get out of my apartment. So I had to go down 13 flights of stairs and I did like the contactless pickup thing. And like, you know, that's the only time I've left my apartment, but I literally walked down the stairs so I wouldn't have to like come into contact with people. But it fucking sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It's interesting going into the second quote unquote lockdown Second or third. Some people say third. Some people say second. It depends how you viewed each lockdown. But you hear each of the counties in California are deciding whether the sheriff's county department is going to enforce these lockdowns or not. So we've seen that Riverside County, the sheriff's department is not going to enforce the lockdown. They're not going to ticket people for restaurants and whatnot being open. Orange County is doing the same thing. I'm not surprised. I actually wouldn't be shocked if San Diego pushes back as well. Yeah, I'm assuming San Francisco will probably enforce it. Um, it, maybe this is something like things we should know before 25. I don't understand how like the governor can say in order and then individual parts of the state can just be like, nah. And I, I know it was like one of the tweets was like, I guess like the central state government like sends out money to all the counties or something. And then if they're, if they decide not to abide by the rules or enforce the rules, then the state government won't send them money. Yeah, no, I mean, they simply are. They're defying the rules that are set into place by the governor. So, I mean, yeah, they should be following his orders, but they're choosing not to. We're not going to go into what we stand by, what we don't. This is what's happening. I I guess, like, the only thing I want to add is, like, if anyone knows why, like, the different counties are able to do that, we're curious. Well, I'll probably research it before next episode and when we clear the air, but very curious about that. It is kind of weird. All right, so... Something you mentioned before is like the holiday season is like coming up. I have a question. I, I think this is a legitimate question. How come there's only one Black Friday a year? To me, that doesn't make sense. Like, how come there's only one big sale a year like this? Because well, the thing I, is, it's really tough because like you have these Black Friday sales and like I only have so much money and, you know, I, I can't buy everything I would have wanted to buy in this one fell swoop. Like, why can't there just be Black Friday like every three months? Because I think the biggest gift-giving holiday is Christmas and, and um, Jesus, I almost forgot. What's the Jewish holiday? Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all these. They're all around the same time. So it makes sense to have one of the biggest sales of the year a month prior so that Santa can be getting all these gifts ready on Black Friday. Okay, that makes sense. But 
Why can't we have another one in like July? Could you imagine if anyone listening to this podcast still believed in Santa Claus? <laughs> and, and what, like we spoiled it? Oh, there has to be at least, dude, we know how many people listen to this podcast. There has to be at least one person who still believes in Santa Claus. That would be funny. There's some like 26 year old out there just like, wait, what the hell? Like he's not real? Lucas and yeah. Nick said so. And then they're like calling up their mom. They're like, mom, did you hear this? Yeah. Well, sorry. Spoiler alert. Santa Claus isn't real. My bad. Yeah. I want to petition Joe Biden. Hey, hey, Joe Biden. Like, I know you're trying to, like, get rid of everyone's student debt and all these, like, other stuff. Can you also make there be, like, a second Christmas in July so I can get two Black Fridays? I want to petition Joe Biden to be Santa Claus. I want him to personally go to every house in the United States and deliver presents dressed up in Santa Claus. What if he breaks his foot again? That'd be unfortunate. <laughs> that would be. Well, you know, maybe he, he needs to, he can exercise before stretch. Make sure to stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure to stretch. Yeah. Um, a lot of preventative measures that he can take. <laughs> you don't think he has better things to do? <laughs> there was a, a, you know, a bunch of different tweets that went viral how like Jeff Bezos is essentially Santa Claus because he like knows everyone's address and he knows what they want and he's able to ship it to them. Yeah. So maybe that or like Elon Musk or like Bill Gates or something is do Santa that, Claus. Yeah. It has to be one of those one of them. I mean, they're the only ones that have enough money to actually do it. Why are we acting as if we believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> We're like Jeff Bezos is Santa Claus. <laughs> um <laughs> it's so funny like I where I feel were like, we? I don't know. We're all over the place. We're, this is just kind of what we're doing. Do you ever like feel like Santa Claus is kind of creepy and like wonder almost like why it became such a big thing? Mm. Like I feel like Santa's kind of creepy. I mean, yeah, I did. Well, if you listen to certain Christmas songs, the songs are pedophile, pedophiliac, like wait, pedophile, uh, pedophile, like pedophile, like. Like which ones? Uh, is it? Stay inside. The one where it's like that woman. No, so is, you, yeah, yeah. You're thinking about like baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, baby, it's cold that outside. Has like big time date rape vibes. Yeah, yeah, that's a big date rape vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, where the guy's essentially like, yeah, you probably shouldn't leave this house. Why don't you keep drinking more alcohol? Definitely don't leave. And she's like, I should probably get going. He's like, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> red flag. Yeah, big time red flag. And the thing is that I really like all the Christmas melodies. Like, I like the melody of that song, but then you listen to it mm. and you're like, eh, eh, I don't know about this. Yeah. Although we still sing it. So what's your Christmas Eve, Christmas tradition that you do with, as, with your family or however you do it? Yeah. So it, it is, we haven't done it full scale in a while before, but when I was younger and when my, my dad's father, so my grandfather on my dad's side uh, was still alive, we'd all go up to LA where they live and we do Belarusian Christmas. What's that? Belarusian Christmas is interesting. And like the first thing is that they celebrate it on Christmas Eve, not Christmas Day. And it is very much linked to like the religious holiday. So it would be one of those things where we would go to mass at like midnight or something like that. But before we would go to mass. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Before we would go to church, we would have this very special dinner. And part of the dinner is the first thing is that it's meatless. So because there's no meat, I guess the only like protein that you have there is a bunch of different fish items. So there's oh, a whole bunch bad. of weird fish things. But you get like lobster and crab legs and stuff? 
No, it was never that. It was mostly like, and, and I brought this up briefly when we had uh, Taylor Fudge. I'm like, on. Mm, that sounds mm, pretty classy. Yeah, no, it, it's not classy. It's it's usually a bunch of like herring and stuff like that, and it's. Like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it, yeah. So it's like I mentioned it before. It's we would do that special shot where it's like you smell the rye bread, you eat this piece of fish, and then you chase the piece of fish with a vo- uh, a shot of vodka. So um, there was something like that. They would have all these like special like Eastern European foods, you know, like borscht and just all kinds of different weird fish dishes. Now, why didn't one of you little Winicky brothers raise your hand and be like, <clears throat> hi, um, can we not do Christmas like this anymore? Like, why was that never an option? Well, it's just like what your family does. Like, it's it's like tradition. It's and it's one of those things where like, obviously, the adults like really care about all this stuff. And I'm just like, I'm gonna shut up. And we have Jet Morose coming to hand out presents later on. <laughs> Jet Morose sounds like he could be problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Jet Morose sounds like if you gave him one too many drinks, he could fly <laughs> off the handle. <laughs> so he just sounds like a drunk debatably <laughs> debatably okay <laughs> it was funny because as a kid this is a good story jet morose was santa claus and at my grandparents house like my dad like they had the santa costume in the garage and my dad would dress up as him it'd either be my dad or like one of my uncles or something and i remember as a kid i i actually thought it was santa claus like i thought it was actually jet morose coming in mm-hmm. handing out presents and i don't know how i didn't recognize that it was my father but i remember it was like multiple years in a row and i'd be like whoa this random dude actually came into the house and is handing out stuff that's why i think that santa claus is kind of creepy where it's like okay you got this guy like just breaking into your house and like rummaging through your stuff like how is this not weird well it's supposed to be magical it's supposed to be magical otherworldly almost okay all Um, right so you got this big fat guy breaking into your place that sounds magical. That's very magical. <laughs> uh, okay, so like, what are your Christmas traditions? So our Christmas traditions, we have our close family friends who you've met, and every Christmas Eve, we would go to church around like 5 p.m. after church. We would go straight to our family friend's house. They lived in like uh, like a beautiful house, and they would go all out. So they would have waiters and waitresses passing out food. They would have a piano player. They like <laughs> imported snow a couple years. So we've just been doing that every year. They have a place in Palm Springs, so that's where we've been going in recent years. In the past, you know, our parents end up getting super drunk, and us kids are like, okay. Nice. And then slowly but surely, it ended up being fun for us kids, because then we got old and we started getting drunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a big family affair of just getting drunk with the fam, Christmas Eve. Yeah. But yeah, and then head home, Christmas Day, wake up, open all of our presents. Good times. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's all. I like how you import the snow. That's important. That's a good thing to do. Sounds like a first world problem to me. Uh, you think? Yeah, let's import (laughs) snow to Palm Springs. Yeah. Oh, no, we didn't get the snow in Palm Springs this year? What a bummer. (laughs) Oh, but, okay, so wait, going to the, because we were talking about the songs, every year they have a piano player, so there's a certain time throughout the night. that's actually awesome. They print out the lyrics of all the Christmas songs in, like, a pamphlet. They hand them out to everyone. Everyone gathers around in the living room, and you get in groups, and you sing all the songs that the piano player is playing, and my favorite one is the 12 Days of Christmas And so you split up into three groups and each group sings a third of the song. So, you know, like on the 
blank day of Christmas, a true love came through me. Twelve ge- or five geese of laying. Three or here we go. I'm actually gonna look up the lyrics. Hold on. One sec. Yeah, it, it's also when you look at the if when you look it up, you get like a shitload of, of birds. It's a lot of poultry. That's yeah. like what most of the uh, gifts are. Twelve drummer drummings, eleven pipers piping, ten lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden, golden rings. rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two, two turtle, turtle doves, and, and then everyone part- sings at the end. And, and a, a partridge in a pear tree. tree. Okay. See, I actually never liked that. So it's one. so much fun. I, it was one of those things where, like, I that Christmas <laughs> song like always took way too long for me. I'm like, let's get on with this. <laughs> Meanwhile, so Nick is hating that song as it's being sung. Cut to me, and I'm screaming my lungs off. Oh, I can imagine that that was just delightful. <laughs> oh, dude, in, in the years we discovered alcohol, you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. I can only imagine it's probably gotten better <laughs> since then. <laughs> exactly. That's definitely one of those things where I feel like people get like an extra burst of confidence in their singing abilities when they are doing Christmas mm-hmm. songs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I think, to be honest, it's best that our, our offices are not throwing holiday parties. Yeah. Because my work is big on karaoke, and all of our happy hours and holiday parties and whatnot revolve around there being karaoke somehow. And as soon as we get a little bit of alcohol in us, we think we sound like Sean Mendez or Justin Bieber. But meanwhile, we all sound like we're tone deaf. Yeah, but you know what? It's nice to be, what was it, blissfully ignorant, I think is the term, to like your singing in that moment. Because yep. it's like for a, a split second, you feel good. I remember that. The last time I've done karaoke was like way over a year ago, almost two years ago in Palm Springs with my coworkers too. It was at this mm-hmm. like really disgusting bar in Palm Springs. It was quite something. The night ended unpleasantly, but it was all right. Is it The Nest? Is it The Nest? I forget the name of it. Oh, The Nest. For anyone who's listening who knows about The Nest, and I'm sure a lot of people do because it's a well-known bar in La Quinta and Palm Desert, The Nest is a bar that ranges anywhere from being 21 years old to 65, 70, maybe even older, but it's actually one of the best bars in Riverside County, debatably Southern California. Actually, I don't even know if Palm Springs is considered Southern California, but I'm just going to... Yeah, I think so. And if not, I'm amending the map of Southern California, and I just invited to include it. Palm Desert into Southern California. So therefore, it's included, and I think it's one of the best bars. It's just so much fun. Okay. Well, see, that that, that is always fun when you get this like wild... Uh, I guess like range of people in a bar and you're just like, man, this is, this is such like a weird melting pot, but like everyone's like getting along. Yeah. Yeah. Miss that. Miss that. Still a while before that happens since they're talking about shutting down, you know, at least all of Los Angeles. But I think that's weird that Riverside, I don't want to go back into this. Do you want to keep talking about Christmas or you got some other stuff? Uh, No. I mean, I'm just excited for the most part. Yeah. You actually asked a good question this week. You're saying, is it better to not tell someone oh, yeah. that you got something for them or 
Uh, so make it be like 100% a surprise or tell them that you got them something, but don't say what it is. So they have like anticipation building up. So I, I want to hear like your rationale because we have different answers on this. Okay, so I'll just I'll reiterate what I had mentioned because obviously this is a time where we're all buying gifts for friends and families. And so obviously a lot of the times you know who you're going to buy gifts for, you know who you're going to receive gifts for. But, you know, you meet new people or you decide, you know what, I want to start buying gifts for this group of friends or, oh, I want to start buying gifts for this family member. So this is like a hypothetical question or situation, but would you rather be surprised with a gift and not know about it until you receive it or be told you're going to receive a gift and then get the anticipation, the excitement and the curiosity of what's coming and when it could be coming? For me in particular, I've never been someone who really likes or cares about surprises. I actually prefer to have things sort of planned out and have an idea of what to expect rather than just be surprised. So I would rather be told that I'm going to be receiving a gift and then have the days leading up to receiving it to wonder like what it could be. I don't know. That's how I've always been. I think that's a very fair point and like it's a fair argument on on like your end. I just like the surprises and so this is where we differ where it's like yeah. not expecting something and then having it being given to you. I just think it's like such an awesome feeling and there's something so totally unique about it and part of the gift is the surprise. So that that's that's what I feel. So it's mm-hmm. like that experience of of being surprised is a part of what makes it so special. And even if it's like just a little thing, like just a little something, the little something is amplified just because of the fact that you like didn't expect it. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's stuff like that. I, I'm curious, like how the majority of people feel about this, and we'll make this a poll question. Yeah. Honestly, I think the majority is going to side with you, and, and where like they like to be surprised. By the way. I would rather give gifts than receive gifts. I don't even like receiving gifts because one, it's usually not something I really care about. It's not something I want. You know, I know the things that I want to purchase, like whether it's clothes, I know what sizes I am or what style I like. Or if it's an object, I know whether I need it or if I don't need it. Whereas buying a gift for someone, it's always great to see their reaction. And I like surprising other people with gifts. So I can see that side of it. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And it's it's like, I've just always like, I've always had trouble like getting that like perfect gift together. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I was actually going to save this for the end. This was a shameless plug for the end of the episode, which is what we've done in the past. But I figured I'll just do it now because it relates to the topic that we're talking about. But it's called uncommongoods.com. It's a site where you can purchase gifts that are not your typical gifts. They're not your typical onesie pajamas. They're not the, um, yeah. I don't know, what are what are some common gifts? For your like, mom especially, like a blanket or like a yeah. robe or some shit like that. Exactly. Yeah. So they're not the typical candles. They're not the typical cutting yeah. board. Yeah. They're things that you not normally would give, but they're super creative. And what's great is they also look great in your house. Like, for instance... They have this fruit infusing ice balls. They have these beer drinking games. Like they have beeropoly. So it's like a beer monopoly game, but it's not monopoly. It's all the games based off a of King's Cup, but it's on a wooden cutting board. Or they have a lot of different drink dispensers. 
This one's an industrial brass and copper drink dispenser. They have a lot of beer koozies, uh, outdoor wine table. I feel like a lot of things that you would like to go in your apartment or something. So yeah, here's a personalized family mug. There's a lot of things involving yeah. like wine corks. Something that I grew up with that my mom would put in our kitchen is we had this vase that after every get together or every event that my mom had in the house, she would place the wine corks in it. So once it was filled up, it actually looked cool. It looked like a nice thing to add in the kitchen. I know what you're talking about. My mom has one too, actually. <laughs> Big time mom vibes. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of things involving your bottle caps or wine corks that would look great in a lot of homes or cabins or beach homes and whatnot. So it's called uncommongoods.com. We will share, I guess, I don't know if they have an Instagram, but if they do, we'll share that. That's super cool. I'm I'm 100% going to look at it after this just because like, I don't know, I, I have trouble shopping like that. And if there's all these cool places in one place, like that's dope. Us guys, we don't grow up like going to home goods or all this stuff. So it's a little bit foreign to us. So if someone simplified it and kind of showed us the way or at least gave us an introduction to how to go out and find these cool little gifts, like I'm all about it. UncommonGifts.com. Thank you. Exactly. And so that's another reason why I'm trying to get ahead of the game is because all years prior, I'm kind of the one in my family to get things at the last minute, to get gifts at the last minute. My sister gives me shit. My brother gives me shit. So I'm ordering these ahead of time. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. All right, well, that's awesome. That's really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so next thing I wanted to bring up is over like the last couple of weeks, I feel like there's been a lot of just very funny political images that have come out of the the Trump presidency. So like a few weeks ago, there was that picture of Rudy Giuliani. He was sweating out his hair dye. Mm -hmm. So there was that. And then last week, there was the picture of, I don't even know what was going on, but it was Donald Trump behind this tiny little desk. Did you Mm -hmm. see that picture? Mm -hmm. I'll have to show it to you. But it's just funny. And it just makes me think how these people who have been in politics for a long time or there are professionals that set up these photographs and stuff in the instance of this desk thing. Yeah. I don't know how you just like have this many like blunders all the time. But what I do like is that they'll mess something up, but they'll like own it. They'll be like, yep, we're going to, we're going to keep doing this press conference behind this ridiculous tiny little desk or Rudy Giuliani is going to keep showing up to court and keep sweating like black, <laughs> like shoe polish. Wait, so has he done that more than once or was it just one time? I'm going to have to go back and research. I feel like it was it was more than once, though. Oh. Because it was, like, a whole bunch of different photos in, like, different, like, angles. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I thought it was just that one time and all of a sudden all these memes are popping up. I hope that hairstylist was fired. That is <laughs> it was bad. To think that someone like Rudy Giuliani is not going to be sweating inside of a conference room giving a press conference. Like, just dye his hair normally. You could have avoided that if you legit dyed his hair. Or it's just like, if you're setting up this photo shoot, you know how big Donald Trump is. Like, he literally looked like he was sitting behind, like, an elementary school desk. He was so much bigger than this desk, and it had, like, the presidential seal on the front of it. It looked absolutely absurd. So I just think it's it's funny that they got, like, two more months in office, and they keep making these silly blunders, and they're just rolling it with it. Like, they just don't care anymore. And I kind of respect that, where they're just like, you know what, we got two more months here, we're just going to mail it in, we're not going to try that hard. If we look like idiots, who cares, whatever. I kind of respect that. I mean, they, I don't think they've ever really cared about the negative... Oh, God, for a second I thought I wasn't recording, but I am, thankfully. But I am, I am, we're good. Okay, so did you want to keep talking about that, or...? 
No, I mean, the only thing I was going to say is, like, it, it reminds me of, like, when someone quits their job, but they still have, like, two weeks. And instead of doing any actual work, they're just sitting there, like, essentially, like, listening to podcasts or, like, watching YouTube videos instead of doing any work. And they're just like, meh, I'm here for two weeks. It just seems to be what they're doing. Or they're just like, whatever. You know, if you're about to leave a position in a general aspect, I don't think anyone's trying to, you know, put in their 110% effort as you're exiting the door. That's kind of where you're no way. you're ready to enjoy the time you have left, chit-chat with your coworkers and do the bare minimum. Yeah. I mean, that's just pretty much like the season we're going into. In between Thanksgiving and Christmas, people just don't do any work. And I know yeah. it's frustrating cuz I actually have like a whole bunch of stuff to get done over the next 2 weeks and I know that it's just not going to get done. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm in off-season pretty much until... I mean, I have year-end projections, but it's definitely not as busy as it is during tax season. And so, but luckily, I have until around the end of January until things truly pick up. So, yeah, that's why maybe in the earlier podcast, all of our listeners realized how much we were talking about busy season, how I was working over the weekends, this and that. But thankfully, lately, I've been able to chill relax, enjoy some time to myself because God knows after this past busy season, I have needed it. So I'm enjoying it. That's for sure. Yep. Well, and then I got three weeks before I go back into it. It's going to be awesome. All right. You have a, you have a topic? Well, I just wanted to say that I'm excited because I'm going to Hawaii in two weeks because we had planned to go to Hawaii in May. So luckily I still had that travel credit and because it was with Hawaiian airlines, I couldn't use it with a different airline. And my good friend Jared and Taylor, they sailed, they took a sailboat over to Hawaii because Jared's dad is pretty much a professional sailor and they sailed there. So they're already there. They've been there since early November and I am flying there with a couple other buddies and I am going to be sleeping on the sailboat. It's just going to be like five or six of us for three or four days and yeah, I'm excited. That sounds dope. Uh, you don't get seasick, do you? No, but we're not going to be sailing because they yeah. sailed there. I don't think that they've been taking the boat out. I think it's pretty much just in the harbor. Okay. It's just going to be, you know, instead of a hotel or an Airbnb, I'm going to be sleeping on the boat. So, I mean, it'll be a yeah. great experience. I've never done that. I mean, I've gone sailing and yeah. like I've been with Jared and his family like sailing before, but we're just going to be sleeping on the boat. So it'll be cool, but we're going to be near Waikiki Beach. We're going to be in Honolulu. So I'm excited. I've actually only gone to Maui. Uh, I've never gone there. So it'll be exciting to see this. I hope we can go on some cool like Hawaiian hikes and some local bars. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited. That sounds pretty bitch and super jealous. That's, that actually sounds really awesome. Yeah. That sounds really cool. I think I messed up my Hawaiian travel redemption thing because I remember like it was with Hawaiian Air and I think they said that I had to like rebook it or something like that mm -hmm. within a certain amount of time and I just like forgot about it. See, I always try to keep track of where I have credits or where I need to return something. Like lately, I've been so good with returning like clothes that I don't wear. And so I get that credit back yeah. or I exchange it for something that I actually like. And especially with travel credits, I made sure to get Hawaii to use it against this new flight. And then Peru, I was researching yeah. and I was talking to Expedia back and forth, how I can either get the refund or use the credit towards another flight going to somewhere in South America. So I'm going to, I'll ask you about that later. Yeah. How that's going. But I know what you mean. The, I guess the only thing is like a part of my flight 
site was Southwest, which I was able to get the credit for. Then the other part was Hawaiian. So it was only like $90. And I'm just like, whatever, I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel that. That's pretty dope, though. That's cool. I just get so violently seasick that even like being on a boat docked in the harbor, I don't know if I could even do that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I could imagine you just like white in the face on the bow of the boat, just with your head over the water, like yakking your brains out. Yeah. It's the thing is I usually don't even actually throw up. I just get so nauseous. So it's it's like kind of funny. Like you you know my thirst trap photo from like over the summer where it's like me on the boat with the the wine. So we went out and it took us 15 minutes or something to kind of get out. And it was after that 15 minutes, I took that photo. And then like 10 minutes after we took that photo, I was literally just laying in the net at the front of the boat and I just couldn't move because I'm like. I feel so sick. And I had taken, like, the medicine that you're supposed to take and everything, too. And then for, like, the next, like, 45 minutes, I'm pretty much just sitting there like, this sucks. But at least I got the photo, so who cares? (laughs) It's all that matters. It's all that matters. That's really all that matters. Yeah. All right. You got something else? Uh, No. That's pretty much it. I don't even know what topic that was or how we got to that point, but that was pretty much it. I don't know. We're going all over the place. But, I don't know. It was fun just to have me and you banter back and forth. I have one more topic, but maybe I'll, I'll save it for next time. I could have sworn you said you had a topic last week that you were saving for next episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, not everyone knows. We should have said this probably in the beginning of the episode, but we decided to not have a guest on for like the first time in a long time for this episode. You know, it's been a while. Well, one, you know, Nick has COVID, so we <laughs> yeah we can't meet in person. Me having COVID made it a lot easier to do this. Yeah. So we can't meet with anyone in person and we prefer as hosts to be in person as we have these episodes, especially with our guests, just because we think, well, it's a great experience for us, number one. And two, it turns out to be a better episode for listeners. So we decided maybe this week, maybe next week, we'll also do an alone episode. But, you know, hopefully we'll have a guest on. We'll see. But we don't want to make it a requirement for each episode to have guests. We kind of just, if we get guests, great. If not, so be it. Um, So I think we should take our break now. And then we will be back with some more topics. Cool. We'll be right back. And we're back. We have another round of topics we want to go through. So something that Lucas and I talked a lot about like with each other this week is I finally got around to watching that documentary that we've been referencing for a while called The Vow. So Lucas, do you want to get us started on, on The Vow? Essentially, I forced Nick to watch it. I gave him my HBO Max username and password because I feel like if I didn't tell you to watch it or give you the login information you weren't gonna watch it um so i'm glad you did no well i don't have hbo so it's like i didn't have hbo and lucas is like dude like you need to watch this documentary here's my login which is very kind of you and i think it's the best way to get someone to watch something because otherwise i I definitely wouldn't have done it. basically hey if you want to get something done give someone the tools they need to do it yeah okay so the very high level summary of the vow is it's a documentary that follows this i guess they call it a cult but cult called nexium and i guess the whole idea of it is there's this guy nexium okay there's this whole guy at the very top of it named keith rainier and he's the one that started the the cult call it that and he's this like really horrible person who ends up 
really like coercing women into having sex with him and to branding themselves and doing all these like super horrible stuff. Mm -hmm. And he has this whole network of, of people that bring women to him essentially. So it's like almost like human trafficking. Yeah, it's like human trafficking and he brainwashes them to all think that it's normal and it's a part of this mm -hmm. higher level way of thinking and that the only way to truly express your feelings is to be a part of this and to not judge each other for partaking in such actions yeah so go ahead what I was going to say, the other important thing is that it's not a cult, like a religion. So it's not like they're praying to some like God or something like that. Like the whole point of it is it started out as these, they call it like executive learning program mm -hmm. uh, or something like that. And essentially it's, it's almost like how to be more productive at work. So it's all these people coming in and being like, oh, I was able to think a different way. And that made me like, you know, more happy and I'm like doing better at my job and stuff like that. So it, it starts out like that's, I guess, like the entryway into it. And people get super into it like, oh, I'm so much happier. I'm like so much more like efficient at my job, all, all this kind of stuff. But then on the surface level, a lot of these practices, they sound great. Some of them even are great. You know, they are tactics that you should do to, you know, better yourself. But I think in a deeper level, the way that they went about it was insane. Yeah, so it, it's not it, it's not like I, I guess like as crazy as you think because there's no like crazy ideas. If you listen to them, it's all about like psychology and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But let's now start going into it. So, Lucas, how would you talk about like why you like this documentary and why you thought it was so important that I watch it? Okay. Well, the why I thought we should watch it and discuss it is because a lot of the listeners reached out to me personally and thought it would be a great discussion topic. So Nick personally didn't like the documentary. Yes. Nick, I don't know how many documentaries you've watched. I don't know if you're interested in crime, cult-like documentaries or things like this. But personally, I'm invested in documentaries and content like this. I watched the recent American Murder documentary where it involved the guy who murdered his wife and two children. I've seen a lot of crime documentaries. I listen to certain podcasts. I'm a fan of My Favorite Murder with Jesus Christ. I can't even think of their names. It's two. I forgot their names. But yeah, I, I know. Yeah, It's a good podcast. Carson is the one who introduced me to it. And so I am interested in that. And so you have to realize it's real life stuff. And I prefer shows and movies that could happen in real life. Whereas I think Nick, who's talked about Rick and Morty, and you like stuff that's kind of fictional and cartoon-like. And that's what you like. And that's what a lot of people like. That's just personally, like, I've never truly been invested in that type of stuff. So when I found out that a lot of people are watching The Vow, then it's all over the news. And this guy's being sentenced to 120 years in prison. And all these controversial topics, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch this. This is insane shit. And so my take on the documentary, yes, it was probably four episodes too long. Each episode was like, an out I don't know was it an hour and a half or an hour no each each episode was an hour I think it was like eight hours total. yeah it could have been shortened to maybe four episodes an hour long or eight episodes 30 minutes long a lot of the content was maybe unnecessary and too much they could have just gotten to like the meat potatoes especially the branding portion yeah I think if I was going to be branded in a community there's no way in hell that I would go through with it these women were branded the names of the initials of Keith Raniere, um, it's the people that did the branding. The fact that they would allow that or commit something is just insane. Mm -hmm. 
No, I thought it was more. So it, all right, here, here's my take on it. It's like a lot of what Lucas said, I agree with and I follow. The other thing is, is I have seen these kind of crime documentaries before. And I really liked Serial, uh, you know, like that, which was I think was the, the first like really big crime podcast that was following something kind of mm-hmm. week by week. And I have seen some of these other like murder documentaries on Netflix and stuff. It just isn't really my thing. Like it doesn't really like, suck me in too much. But I, I understood why people really liked this documentary in particular, The Vow. My problem with it is I just feel like they didn't do a good job presenting the information. So like Lucas said, it was too long. I felt like they spent so much time setting up all of this backstory that what actually happened was kind of lost in this mountain of backstory. And by the time they actually started getting into like what was going on, I was so bored. And I'm like, I just don't want to watch this anymore. Like I kind of get the gist of like why this Keith guy is so horrible. I'm just going to read a news article on like the rest of the stuff he did to kind of get the point because it's been four hours and they've spent three and a half of the last four hours Mm -hmm. talking about stuff that is like not relevant. So that that was where it, it kind of lost me. But I want to try another one. I want to give you mentioned that there's like another one of these like big kind of crime document documentaries. Like <laughs> no. I want to give another one a chance. Okay, no, it's okay. What Nick's talking about is I mentioned the next time we discuss something, it should be the undoing. That's just a, another big show that everyone's watching on HBO Max. It has nothing to do with. Oh, oh it has, okay. We'll discuss that maybe next time or actually depending on whenever Nick wants to watch it, we'll discuss it. But that is involving Nicole Kidman as an actress, Hugh Grant, and a lot of other uh, like big name actors. And it's not real. It's not a cult. A crime is committed. But I think that'll be a different take on the show that a lot of people are watching. That's fine. It's going going back to the vow. Like the the thing I just want to talk about is like the first thing like and a takeaway I did get is I no longer want to be in a cult. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we, we made the joke a few episodes back about like, ooh, we want to join a cult and we want to do this stuff. But it just looks so exhausting. And having that many rules. If anyone takes what we say on this podcast literally and seriously, then I think you as a person need to look inward and reevaluate the podcast that you're listening to and the people that you're listening to. We are clearly kidding. We are joking. So (laughs) a lot of the things we say you have to take with a grain of salt. We don't mean it. And if you are curious and you are concerned whether we're serious or not, DM us. We'll tell you. Yeah, okay, but, you know, just on that point, it just looked just so horrible from top to bottom. The entire time, it looked awful. Yeah. Just being involved in that, and it was blowing my mind that, you know, the way that the people were talking. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen people, like, full-on brainwashed before. Yeah. But seeing the people that were brainwashed, I just... I don't know. It just seems so weird. I think that was the creepiest part of it. Problem number one for me is if you're getting too close in my personal bubble, whereas you feel the need to constantly hug and kiss me just to say hi and goodbye. Yeah. We can't be friends. We can't be friends. Nick knows I don't like feelings and talking about feelings. Go away. I will personally move you out of my bubble if you get too close. As I'm watching the show, there were so many of these like, flagrant red flags that i'm like how are people not catching on Mm -hmm. so like one of the red flags immediately that they they really didn't go into super detail with that they kind of casually mentioned is that in this i'm gonna keep calling it a cult in the cult when they would greet each other and say goodbye they would kiss on the lips 
and it is between all genders. Yeah. So it's like everyone's just kissing on the lips as like they meet each other. And I'm like, uh, that's not a thing anywhere. Yeah. Like, and Keith Raniere is saying that there's nothing wrong with it. And then if you take away the barrier and the judgment of kissing, then there's no, then we're just connecting on a deeper level. No, Vanguard, Keith Raniere, you need to be 5150'd and sent away if that is how you feel the need to greet people. Especially in COVID. That was not be acceptable in COVID. Yeah. It was It's just so weird because, like, that's not a thing anywhere, and there's no need for it. So I don't know why people weren't just like, dude, this is so weird. Why are you kissing on the lips? Yeah. You don't need to do that. Like, you can hug and have that, like... Yeah. uh, Another red flag is... I don't know if you got to this episode, but in one of the episodes, and I think it was a little later on, is there's a weekend specifically for guys to go, and the topic of the weekend was strictly pornographic and talking about sex and women and how men are superior women are inferior and how men have to talk to women as if they are beneath them and treat them like sex objects and uh, i don't know and something more along those lines okay all right i don't know i I thought that was weird well the guy was so weird in, in so many different ways the other like red flag i saw immediately is they would play volleyball together. At 4 a.m. Which I, I guess that makes sense. But it was the time of day. You're right. It's like they would only go and play volleyball between, I think, like 10 p.m. and like 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone, instead of like going to sleep, they're like, okay, like let's put our, our gym clothes on and play volleyball for four hours in the middle of the night. Yeah. I'm just like, that is so weird. They taught these people as if rest is just a figment of your imagination. You don't need rest. If you're resting, you're not improving your life. If you're sleeping, you're not improving your life. Who needs sleep? Sleep is a figment of your imagination, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that was crazy. I do. Do you want to talk more about the show? Because I kind of want to talk about more about current events, about like him in jail. Okay. Bring that up. I, I think that was the main points. Yeah. Uh, I, I, was there before, actually, before we move forward, were there any other things that really stuck out, I guess, about him or about the cult that you think are interesting? No, I think just if there is an answer or a response to every issue you have, that's a red flag. If he is able to combat or respond with an answer immediately on the spot and you're not able to question it at all, that is a red flag. You should always be able to question what people say. Not everyone has all the answers to life. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I think that's why so many people got like sucked in though. Like, they, like someone said it, in the documentary he was such a good salesman and like sometimes people would ask him questions and he'd give a response and i'm sitting on my couch and i'm like that was complete nonsense he just said a whole bunch of buzzwords and like kind of blew it off but then you see the people on the show are like oh yeah like that totally makes (laughs) sense and i'm like he didn't he didn't say anything he said like a string of words that were all like big complicated words but it had absolutely no meaning and all these people are just like eating it up and i'm just like dude this is crazy if i'm put in a position where i have no idea what i'm talking about you'll hear me say a lot of buzzwords and a lot of big vocabulary words just because i think i'm sounding super intellectual but i actually have no idea what i'm talking about so i'm going to give you these big words that Mm -hmm. sound like i'm intellectual exactly but it's like but the thing is usually like you can like when people do that, it's it's kind of obvious and you're like, all right, that guy didn't know what he was talking about, but he kind of just got himself out of that situation. And usually you'll let it slide. But these people in the documentary were just like, 
that was so mind blowing. And like, this guy is like such uh, like insight. And I'm like, he definitely does not. He spun around your question. He deflected. Yeah. It was that. And then like the other thing that really stuck out to me is I felt like the people that were trapped in the cult and in the pyramid scheme thing kind of made it a bigger deal than it needed to be. Part of what I think Keith was so good at is he set up this system where the people would make would like elevate problems so i felt like they were taking stuff and like dialing up the drama level just to make it more dramatic like Mm -hmm. did you get that feeling yeah i mean i think they just took everything so seriously that nexium had swallowed them they drank the kool-aid they essentially drank the kool-aid and they were a part of nexium whereas their true personal life was this community the one thing it did kind of remind me of is like, you know, at at the beginning of college when I was in the fraternity, I was like super involved with it and everything so, seemed so important. But then like later on as I got older and I would see all these other people that were taking like Greek life super seriously, I'm like, man, these guys are taking it way too seriously. And it hit me. We're like, oh, whoa, that used to be me. So I was like watching this. I remember when you took it very seriously. (laughs) Nick knows and other people know I never took the fraternity seriously. Yeah. That's just not who I am. Yeah, that makes sense. But like that's how I was watching these people in the cult where it's like they were in, you know, a fraternity or a sorority and they were taking it way too seriously. Mm -hmm. And but they were like 40 year old people, which, which was just what? made it crazy to me so i am happy i had that experience where i took something too seriously so i know what it looks like yeah and now on the other side i can like look back and be like all right these are the red flags this is what being like obsessed with something and being blind to the outside world looks like but fraternities and sororities at universities are nothing like nexium oh no 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 yeah nothing so i got like a tiny little taste you know like a tiny little microcosm where i took our intramural sports way too seriously you know or i was like really excited about like intramural sports that's different i mean i don't think i played on any of the imc sports or whatever but i even took that seriously i'm just competitive and i wanted to beat the other teams that's different yeah um, it's it's like that and I, I you know i want our fraternity to like do really well and be like super cool on campus but it's like that's how i saw these people but it was like their entire life and yeah. it was terrifying yeah okay so enough about that yeah but okay so let's let's talk about what's going on now so okay i just want to give everyone an update so frank parletos like i said earlier he created this website called the frank report so it's essentially it's like a blog slash update of what's going on he's essentially following this whole case of keith ranieri his trial his sentences and he's just updating everyone on what's going on there's many different tabs you can look on it tells you the background of people that i think belonged in nexium all the people that were being convicted of certain crimes the people that have whatever i'm not getting into that i'm specifically trying to talk about keith So right now, so he's obviously had trial. He was being sentenced to 120 years. He is essentially screwed. Obviously, his crime is being convicted of being a sex offender slash pedophile, which is like the worst thing in in prison terms. That's like the worst thing you could be convicted of as far as being in the prison because everyone there hates you. It's almost worse than like murder, uh, like on some cases, because they will they will beat the shit out of you like. People in like guys inside the prison see you as the devil. So they will physically harm you in many cases and sometimes even kill you. So, Mm -hmm. so as of now, Keith is, he's afraid of, 
his sentence because right now he wants to be sent to a dropout yard because the dropout yard is a protected place typically reserved for celebrities, those who had highly publicized trials or inmates who were convicted of controversial crimes, blah, blah, blah. So if he goes to a dropout yard, he could be protected. He won't be physically harmed and he'll be, I think, in his own cell just by himself. Whereas essentially he could go to this other prison. And so I looked a little bit more into this other prison that he could be going to. Since he's convicted of being a child molester at this certain prison, um, he says he has intel that there's Latin kings in this jail that are ready to kill him if he gets sent into this certain jail. I'm not surprised. (laughs) i guess there's this whole i don't even know what that even means like there's this community of latinos that all know about him and that are ready to just kill him if he goes there he knows about this he's talked to his community of followers and apparently he has communication with his followers i don't know what that means does he have a phone does he does he have a computer that they're giving him yeah i would assume so but can rule number one or can the next step be to take his phone away? Why does he com- have communication with the outside world? I don't understand. What I'm assuming is that he's able to communicate with his lawyer and his lawyer is feeding him information and going back and forth at least. Or maybe he just has a phone. I wouldn't be shocked if he just has a phone. I feel like that's a thing. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. But pretty much yeah. uh, Frank, even though he exposed Keith Raniere, he was almost like showing compassion because he doesn't even want him to go to this prison with all these Latin kings. This Latin king is literally going to kill him if he goes there. No one deserves human torture. But yeah, so he wants to instead go to this prison. It's called FCI Allenwood in Allenwood, Pennsylvania. It's apparently just a short plane right away from New York City. That way he could be in communication with his lawyers and they could talk about his appeal process and whatever. And then on the other side, so do you remember Claire Bromfman from the documentary? So let me quickly look up Claire because I have I have some notes on her. Yeah. Wait, was she like his right-hand woman? Yeah. Claire Bronfman was the Harris and one of the leaders of Nexium. She, oh, okay, so she was the daughter of a billionaire, the billionaire philanthropist. She funded all of Nexium. She was their uh, CFO. She was paying all the lawyer fees, like putting all the money inside of Nexium. Are you looking her up? Or yeah, yeah, I'm looking her up right now. To be honest, they didn't show too much. Of, they didn't show too much of Claire in the documentary. Okay, all right. Well, okay, so. She she was the one that that money rolled it. She okay. was the money roller. She was the mo- money behind all of it. So obviously Keith brainwashed her into being really close to him and liked him. I don't know if they had sexual encounter, whatever. That's not what I'm trying to say. So apparently she is paying someone off to be protected in jail. I guess in her jail, she met like a community of Jewish ladies that are like watching out for each other. I think they're called a yenta. So she essentially found a yenta to protect her. So, okay, what is a yenta? I don't even know what a yenta is. I'm not sure. This sounds like, you know, Orange is the new black storyline. Uh, um, so what's a Yenta? But, I mean, that's that's interesting. So Yenta is a Yiddish... Oh, wait, hold on. Is a word... I don't know. Whatever. It's a community of Jewish ladies that all love each other and have each other's back. Sounds like she joined a Jewish gang in prison. A Jewish gang. So she... Honestly, yeah. not the worst idea. That sounds pretty smart. I don't know if she's Jewish. She must have to convert after, you know, being a part of this. I wonder if her conversion process, like if she, you know, has to put on a yarmulke and she steps on the glass and then everyone goes, Opa. Oh, wait, that's Greek. All right. I'm mixing up too many different things. What do they say? Yeah. They, they all, the they air. all put on yarmulkes and they go, Brukhata Dunai. 
See, I know that because I went to a lot of... Dude, I don't know any of this, yeah. Bar and bar mitzvahs in middle school, so... Bar, yeah. It's like, Baruch Adunai, Eloheinu Melachalom, Okay, that's all I know. But I skipped the reception part, and I just went straight to the party. Like, the ceremony started at, yeah. like, 6, and then the party started at 7.30, so I was like, mm, I'll meet you guys at the party. <laughs> Yeah, I'll show up at 7.25. Yeah. Catch, um, like, the last two minutes of the ceremony. Be like, yeah, I was here. Cool. Great. You spoke Hebrew really well. Congrats. Now let's go freak dance on the dance floor. So apparently Claire's, uh, her sentence isn't as bad as Keith. She, I think, is sentenced to, like, six years. But there's a chance she could be let off early for good behavior. And, yeah, so that could all be found on the Frank Report dot com. All right, so what about, what about Allison Mack, that... Uh, that like actress oh that actress i don't know but here's the thing that should have been red flag number 76 if there's a person who before everything they do has to remind everyone that she was an actress you know no one cares you clearly weren't that big enough yeah they were saying all these different actors and actresses that were involved in the cult and i'm like i don't know any of these people yeah honestly i don't i didn't even know who who Allison Mack was. I think I'm, I'm supposed to know who that was, but I don't. No, they said she was in uh, some show. They said Smallville. I think that Silver. I think that was the, the show. I think Smallville was like a popular show when we were kids. No, I remember Smallville. But, I mean, it's like before every speech or every session she gave, she would start off by saying, I was an actress. So this is why blah, 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 blah. It's like, all right, if you have to remind people that yeah. you're an actress, no one cares. Okay, all right, so what about the other people like involved in, in Nexium? Those two just I was able to find easily. That's pretty much it. All right, I'm now curious about uh, Salzman, Nancy Salzman. She was like one of the, the big salespeople. Mm-hmm. She was like the woman with the short brown hair. Yeah, on all... It looks like she hasn't been convicted yet. She was on all their uh, marketing tapes and their videos yeah, that you could yeah, watch. Yeah, she was in like all the videos and stuff. This is just so weird. Yeah, interesting topic. It's like the multi-level marketing stuff, essentially like pyramid schemes. Like, I don't know, so, something like it, it works... Like there's so many of them and there's so many out there Mm -hmm. and I just don't understand how it's still a thing. Don't people realize that like it's a scam? No, I mean, when you're, when you're invested in something so deep, you don't see it as an issue or you think that everyone else is crazy and you're the one who is seeing something for what it, I don't know. That is like a thing where people will make jokes about people like posting about their uh pyramid scheme on the on facebook and like reaching like it'll be like someone from high school will reach out to you with their pyramid scheme and that's the first time you've talked to them in like 10 years that's when like verve did you ever hear about verve yeah yeah that's that's exactly what i'm talking about i started doing verve and like i was a part of it i bought into it i wanted to really get involved i wanted to bring it with me to college i wanted to sign people up i wanted to hold sessions i thought i would do a very good job and then i was like i don't really want to put in the effort for this so yeah sorry not for me yeah i don't know that's something like i could never do sales and it's it's because all that stuff just does not appeal to me like some people get so pumped up for that shit and mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, you mean you have to tell people to buy stuff? This is yeah. garbage. Like, no one needs this. This verse, because I, I had it. There was someone at one of, like, the fraternity houses that I think was into verve because they had a whole mountain yeah. of it. And I remember tasting it once, and I'm like, this is disgusting. Like, this is so gross. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We're definitely, like, not the targets for multi-level marketing schemes. 
And I'm happy to admit that I'm not the best, and that is not for me. So, no, not for me either. Keith Ranieri, you do you. I'm gonna do me. He's he's gonna get his ass kicked in prison. 100%. If I find out more news, I'll update you guys later on. I'll probably just refer to certain situations as whatever's yeah. going on over there. That's very Nexium adjacent, or that individual is very Vanguard-like, and we need to distance ourselves from that person. Yeah, that so, person's in Vanguard. Yeah, that person is Keith Raniere in disguise. Um, okay, we can... Almost two hours. Yeah, we can hold it there. I had some more topics, but we will save that for next time. So, mm-hmm. uh, Nick, I hope you get better. Uh, let us know how your COVID test results. When do you take your next test? I'm going to try and go to the drive-in one on Monday the 7th. So hopefully by the time everyone is listening to this, I'll have my second round of results back and I'll be COVID-free. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. Yep, and I'm getting tested tomorrow. Hopefully I'm negative. Who knows, by the time this episode is released, maybe both of us will have COVID. (laughs) Yeah, that would not be great. That would not be great. But yeah, so until next time. Oh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, Follow us on Instagram at NotNotDownPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at NotNotDownPod. Our website is NotNotDownPodcast.com. Honestly, we talked about a lot of this Nexium stuff so if we need to be corrected in any way shape or form dm us reach out to us probably will be probably will be who knows if we'll clearly air next episode uh so if you don't reach out to us we will assume everything we said is actually correct and is what's going on so yeah other than that see you next thursday